Hello everyone, hi, I'm Parker, and welcome to Tea Time with Parker. Before I went to start, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Parker underscore with or Tea Time with Parker. Um, I also want to start saying that last episode was a bit messy. Uh, but hopefully I'm gonna get the um, the hang of it. Uh, today I want to talk about uh, stimming and masking. So grab your tea or coffee and let's begin. So let's get on to the first topic, and that is stimming. Autistic people stim to help with a certain environment. What I mean by that is if I am too stressed in a certain environment, like out in public or out in my own home. Like if I'm stressed in my own home, like let's say something's out of place, something's out of place and I stim. So, in a certain environment, people stim. Um, they, they stim to focus. Focus on something that isn't, you know, stressing them out. Or, you know, just stim. <laughs> Stimming's good. Stimming keeps you focused. And autistic people stim in a certain environment that makes them stressed uncomfortable or completely the opposite and makes them really happy or they're too excited to hold what they are feeling so in a certain environment we stim a little fun fact when one person stims another aspie stims that's because um if you do not know autism is on a spectrum and on that spectrum there's other little things that are connected to autism like OCD, um, ADHD and another one, Tourette's. Um, Autistic people and Tourette's have similarities. Uh, Some autistic people we don't straight up say something when Tourette's people do. But we have a similar thing, they have ticks and we have stims. But if you know, if, if you don't know, um, people with Tourette's, when they tick another autistic, no, I'm sorry, a another Tourette's person stims, stims a ticks. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, someone that has Tourette's will tick. And if someone that has Tourette's is near them, they will tick as well. The same thing goes for autistic people. If we stim, another Aspie person will stim, or someone that has Tourette's. Tourette's and autism are linked on the same spectrum. Um, We have similar traits. It's just a little fun fact that you might have not known. Another thing to keep in mind is that sometimes we cannot help it, and other times we can have a stim attack. That is when your body takes over and you 
are constantly stimming. Uh, a trick to help you is lie on the floor, put your hands behind your head and lie there until your body is comfortable. I had to do that when I was in call with two of my friends. Um, one of my friends uh, noticed I was having a stim attack and she, um, sorry, <laughs> she told me what to do and I did it and it helped tremendously. Um, that wasn't the first time I had a stim attack and it certainly won't be the last time I have a stim attack. But that is a little trick to help you if you have a stim attack. Um, it was quite funny. I was, um, I just recently found out a new stim at the time, and that's the penguin. If you don't know what the penguin is, is that I waddle and move like a penguin. And, you know, it's just one of those, like, little cool, like, happy stims. It's not a stress stim or anything. It's like one of the stims that I do when I'm just excited talking to my friends and stuff like that. So I was doing the penguin and then I was uh, flapping my arms and you know just doing your basic stims, you know, happy stims. And my friend noticed and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just can't stop stimming. I probably have a stim attack. And you know, she told me that little hint about uh, going on the floor and putting your hands behind your head. Uh, it took me a couple of minutes to like <laughs> regain my body. Um, but I think I was just overwhelmed with happiness, you know, talking to my friends. I love my friends. I'm very unsociable, but when I socialize, you know, it's fun to me. Um... So that's like a little trick if you need help or anything. Sometimes when I'm in public, people see me stim and I they give me judgment looks. Judgment looks? <laughs> they give me ju judgmental looks. Um, and, you know, it, it's not nice when you're in public and someone stares at you for something A, sometimes you cannot can control and B I'm just be myself here honey I cannot help stim but the thing is is that they're not they're not aspy and they stim themselves they may not notice it but they also stim um but the people that normally give me like judgmental looks and stuff like that is mainly Karen's so a very just wants to go up to them and say, I'm not vaccinated, and walk away. Obviously, I am vaccinated, but there's a whole thing about Karens and thinking that uh, vaccinating your child will make them autistic, so I just want to go to a Karen and be like, I'm not vaccinated. I suggest to get your child vaccinated and just leave, and just leave it there. <laughs> Um, some of you may not find that funny, but I find that kind of funny, you know. Haha, <laughs> I'm a comedian. I'm not. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not funny. <laughs> um, 
another thing I, I did get bullied for um, you know being autistic and the main things I got bullied for was stimming a lot um, it's, not, it's not nice getting bullied for stimming it was mainly the popular girls that were on their side of the table and they used to start to laugh at you because you were doing the flappy arms or like shaking your arms and everything like that and I just, I actually did, I was like look you stim, you may not notice it but what you're doing with your leg right now, that's stimming and they were like yeah but I'm not weird like you and I'm just like fuck off, okay I can't deal with you. Just leave me alone. <laughs> um, once a girl was taking the piss out of me for, you know, stimming and stuff like that. So I told her to piss off. And they laughed even more. They, they bullied me even more because apparently that <laughs> Apparently to them... They cannot grasp the concept that someone has, uh, someone that has special needs, someone that has, uh, you know, in the dance department, someone that is autistic, cannot swear. Like, it's a whole new concept to them that someone like me can swear at them. They find it funny because they think... They're better because they're neuro, neuro, neurotypical, and it's yes, autistic people swear. Yes, disabled people swear, um, and you get bullied for it because they can't grasp the concept that someone like us swear. It's kind of kind of pisses me off that. The littlest things that they can do, they think that we cannot do. It's like the whole thing with the, um, don't know if you got this at school as well, but being autistic or disabled or just being in the DAS department in general. Some people, oh, you might not know what the DAS department is if you haven't um, listened to the last episode. If you don't know what the DAS department is, it's for people that have additional needs, like you're autistic, you're in wheelchairs, um, you have Down syndrome, all that type of thing. That's where, that's where the kids go to be safe from people like them. So if you're in the DAS department and you liked someone in mainstream, if you don't know what mainstream is, it's people that are outside the DAS department. So, if you liked someone in mainstream, you would get bullied for it, and the person would pretend to flirt with you because, one, they feel bad for you, and two, it's a joke to them. And that, that pissed me off quite a lot. Um, people thought I had, I liked this one guy, I, I don't, I can surely say that I don't like men, uh, but my whole home, home economics class thought I liked this one guy, so he started to, um, wink at me and, you know, those air kisses type thing, 
I don't know what they're called, but like you smooch the air. And because I was in DAS, I didn't get that type of attention from people. Uh, uh, one, because I'm ugly as fuck. And two, my personality is shit and free because I was in DAS. So they pretend to like flirt with me and stuff like that. And obviously, me be me, I never got that type of attention, so I obviously blushed. And they took that as a sign of me liking him. And I I nearly came out to my whole class that day, but I didn't. I restrained myself. I was like, look, I'm not doing it. But one time, I was in, in line to go into my administration class and this this girl behind me was in my home ex class and I was talking to my pals you know my mainstream pals and they were like oh yeah I like this one girl and all that and everything and they were like do you like any boys and I was like no I'm gay and this woman this woman this girl behind me was like you're not gay you like O'Sheen oh <gasps> I just said his name you know what, he's not even gonna see this, right? I don't care. Um, you know. They aren't even gonna see this, so I, I don't know why I was like, <gasps> but yeah, people thought I liked this kid. He was a dick. I have other bullying stories with him, but that was like one of the ones that I just nearly came out to my whole class. But after that, um, they stopped uh, with the whole flirting type thing, I think they like told him, which was kind of funny. Um, so yeah, it's just... <laughs> so yeah, I didn't really like people in my high school, as you can tell. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other, or, like other um stimming stories that i can think of um if you don't know i was a culinary arts student in college and i was in front of house and i was stimming a little bit and people i don't know if it was just me but i saw people like looking at me judgmentally but i just like you know you know, just, just shook it off, and I was like, whatevs, because, like, it was kind of a professional setting, but also I didn't give two shits, it was college, you know, serving other people that have other, like, I was serving young people, and young people these days understand, um, mental health and all that, but, as you can tell, high school, not a great experience. So I think I took my high school experience and was scared of my college experience. And I think that's just where my like anxiety goes to for that type of stuff. Um, what else? What else? I can't really think of any stimming stories at the top of my head right now. If I probably, like, later on the episode, if I think of one, then, you know, I'll tell you by the moment. I can't. 
Now, let's talk about masking. Um, I'm, I don't know what it's like to mask for males, so I'm not going to touch on that until I get a male autistic guest. So I'm going to touch on, um, the female aspect of uh, masking. I don't know if it's the same, but I know women tend to mask more than men. Um... Basically, uh, if you don't know what a mask is, a mask is when an autistic person hides their autistic traits in a certain social um, situation or in just general life. People mask um, sometimes uh, every day because it just helps them get through their day. Obviously, when they get home, they will probably become mute and, you know, just have a full-on, you know, you know, the aftermath of masking, which I'll, I'll talk about um, further on in this episode. But in the definition, not definition, I'll say the dumb definition for masking is... Um, hiding your autistic traits in a certain sociable situation that you you don't want to show your traits. So, um, for women, uh, the reason why it's hard for women to become diagnosed is because when women are children, or just, just young in general, they tend to hide their traits without even knowing that they're hiding their traits. Um, And for their traits to show, a a certain event in their life happens, and that's when their mask falls down. So, um, forgot I was saying because I had to uh, pause recording because uh, a lot of background noise was happening and I couldn't really concentrate so I think I was talking about um mask going down due to a certain event that happens in life so um fortunately I was in my teens when I found out I was autistic um it's, it's just in the middle because some people, uh, especially women, find out that they're autistic later on in life and some people find it early on in life. I found it fairly in the middle when I was about like 13, 14, 15. I can't exactly remember what age I was, but I was around, you know, those three years that I was like, mm, autistic. Um... I, I don't know if I should say the story of how I became, how my mask uh, came down, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. Obviously, um, an- another episode is when I'm gonna have my brother on with this, and we're gonna talk more about this experience together, but I wanna like just briefly go over it. Basically, when I was younger, my mum fortunately died. Um, 
I was, you know, I was still in high school and I was showing a little bit of autistic traits um, then, but after my mum died, it just suddenly went woof. The mask fell and uh, traits were showing uh, quite heavily. Um, that's when I personally found out when I was autistic. Um, I have thankfully had a friend to help me understand that who I am, it's normal and it's okay to not accept it at first, but it's just who you are and you can't help that. Um, so I was in high school, my mum unfortunately died and uh, my autistic traits started to show even more to the point where um, step family and my dad had to sit me down and tell me that I was autistic. Um, uh, they didn't want to tell me because um, I was, I don't know, I don't know why they didn't want to tell me at first, but they were like, you're autistic and I think it's time for you to know. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I was in denial that I wasn't autistic, even though I did not know the full extent of autism. Um, most of my dad's family, a lot of people are autistic. My brother's autistic, um, my dad's autistic, my aunties are autistic, my granddad's autistic, you know. And we use that. I admire my dad's family in the aspect of autism because we we use it to our advantage. Um, a lot of them has has doctorates, owns businesses, you know, quite successful um, in that aspect, and they use their autism as a an, as an advantage instead of. Um, I forgot what I was saying because. I got distracted by background noise again. Um, I think I was saying that I was, I was, um, my family takes autism to an advantage instead of a disadvantage. Um, I want to actually like say stuff that, um, be. <laughs> Be, be, be. Sorry, background noise. I would say being autistic is not a disadvantage. When I first found out I was autistic, I thought it was a disadvantage. I thought I'm going to 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 be uh, um, useless. Uh, sorry, I got I got distracted again. Um, I I thought being autistic was a disadvantage, and that. I am going to fail in life, but after I found out my whole family was autistic and how successful they are, it kind of put hope for me. 
I kinda gained hope. I'm I'm sorry. This this this. But but. Sorry, I kind of um. I spaced out for a little bit、uh, because there was a, a a a bunch of background noise and it was um. It was hard for me to concentrate. But I'm determined. I'm struggling, yes. But I'm, I'm determined to do this、uh, for myself.、Um, I'm determined to finish this. So I forgot what I was saying. Sorry.、Um, I think I was saying about how、um, I was in denial about.、Um, Uh, I was in denial about being autistic and how I thought it was a disadvantage, but in reality, it's an advantage, and stuff like that. You just need to work around the other things that you know need worked. But um, sorry again. I'm I'm spacing out and stuff, but you know. <laughs> It's, it's normal.、Um, I kind I kind of lost track of where I was、um, taking my conversation, but I, I、um, masking, masking.、Um, the aftermath of of ma- masking can. Can vary from person, but to, <laughs> from person to person. But after I mask, I tend to either mute, become mute, or、um, I sleep a lot after. <laughs> Sorry,、um, I. Um. I, <laughs>、uh, I um, I I disassociate a lot more than I normally do. I, I, I become. I might have a shutdown. If you don't know what a shutdown is,、um, I'm gonna go it over briefly because I want to cover it in a full-on、um, episode, but. Shutdown is basically when you you're you're just there. Um, you're 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 overloaded to a, a point where you you can't do anything. You can't take care of yourself. You can't talk, and it's you basically you just you can't talk. You can't. Understand people. It's like they're talking in a different language. It goes through one ear and out the other. So basically, I either、uh, become mute, I shut down, I have a burnout,、uh, which I have a lot of burnouts when I socialize. Again, if you don't know what a burnout is, I will、um, talk about it in another episode. But generally, it's just when you. You're just tired, and you—it's like near a shutdown. It's not exactly shutdown, but it—it's near a shutdown.
um i um from different people uh, sometimes we can control masking other times we can't sometimes our body uh, I have a, a story um, I was in Dunfermline and it was the day before I had to leave and I can't get a bus on my own and I can't I can't go out, out in public on my own anymore uh, because um it's just a thing, but I'm working on it. I did get a bus on my own, but uh, I was stressing throughout the whole day, and it got to the point of stress of nearly shutting down, but I knew I couldn't because I had to go home that day. So I had to, well, I didn't have to. My body decided that it wanted to mask. So um, I didn't have any control over it. It was just something that my uh, brain decided that it wanted to do for the certain situation. And I, I fucking did it. I got a bus on my own. Yes, I masked, but it's, I did it nonetheless. And I'm still working on it. And hopefully I'll be able to get in a bus on my own without masking. Um, but when I got home, I I collapsed into my bed and just... I didn't speak, I didn't do anything, I just sat there and... Uh, you know, just you know, lied down. Um, but... Um, sometimes you just, you just can't help but mask. Uh, also, uh, other times, there's a certain mask that happens when you're in conversation. And that goes for scripting as well. Scripting is not a mask, but it's like just a general thing. But I have, it's not a script, it's more of a, of a, a mask because it's what I used to do when I masked unintentionally when I was younger. And it's basically, I still do it to this day, even though I, I'm trying to stop it, but every time someone says hi, I have to go say, hi, how you doing? And they go, I'm good, thanks. And I go, wait, no, they go, I'm good, thanks, how are you? And I'm like, I'm good. And then I stop the conversation there because um, my body, well, not my body, my brain tells me that I have to say that, otherwise they'll think I'm weird or something like that um it's just something i've i've done i'm trying to stop it uh to act more more um natural because when when i do that i sound monotone and you know monotone isn't a great thing because um when i become monotone my family calls me a robot and i don't like being called a robot dehumanizing um but uh I forgot what I was just saying <laughs> I love I love myself um but basically um 
masking is normal. Uh, I don't know what it's like for males to mask. I don't know what it's like for them. Um, but biological uh, biological females, um, it's easier for them to mask and sometimes it's harder for them to unmask and get diagnosed with autism. Um, but I don't know what it's like for males, I, I personally cannot say, but I know uh, it's all a lot harder for women. Um, <laughs> I think that's it about masking. Um, Honestly, I'll probably stop this episode and then something comes to mind and go, Oh shit, I should have said that. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I need to add about masking. Uh, any other stories. But, um, I don't think there is. Uh, but sometimes you can stop your masking and other times you can't and other times you can mask intentionally and stuff like that it's kind of a cool it's a cool skill to have uh, some people don't have control over their masking um some other people do it's just a certain thing that you know you can do but um yeah i, th- I think that's it So this concludes the episode, I guess. Um, I just want to say again, um, not again. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you for listening. Um, uh, thank you for coming on this journey with me to try and sort out my speaking without a script. Um, if you can have tell, today I had notes. And hopefully one day I won't be able to have notes, but I didn't have notes for the masking part, as you can tell by my whole, um, unfocusing, uh, trying to gather myself up, um, but again, I want to say thank you for listening and coming on this journey for me. (laughs) Thank you for coming on this journey with me, um, I'll be having guests soon, hopefully. Um, people from my household, uh, because, yeah, um, and again, you can follow me on Twitter at with underscore Parker or Tea Time with Parker, um, there you can tell me about what you think of the episodes, what you want me to cover, um, things that you want me to discuss about, my views on certain topics, um, maybe one day I can do like a K-pop episode, who knows, um, but again, I want to say thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll, I'll see you all guys soon, <laughs> I'll see you all guys on Wednesday, I have a schedule, um, every Wednesday and every Sunday, um, because why not, you know, two episodes a week, I think that would help me personally, but, um, I'm moving in, uh, in November, uh, so that might have to change around a new schedule, but we'll see, and, um, see you all guys soon, bye!